Okay, we're back in Module 2, Financial Literacy, and last we met, last we spoke, we discussed the balance sheet. Today we're going to discuss a piece of that balance sheet. We're going to discuss your assets. Now, your assets are going to be way more than you think they are, okay, in the sense that it's a broader scope of things that equate to your assets. So we're going to discuss some of those assets. We're going to discuss the three types of capital there are, okay? People tend to understand capital. When you look at the definition of capital, people look at capital in forms of money or finances. But there's really three types of capital. There's human capital. Now, business owners understand this. This is employees. Human capital are the people who work for you, build something for you, the people who you hire, the people who you train, people you develop. It's human capital. Some will say, and I would be on that uh, ship with them, that the most important capital you have is human capital because you have the assistance of others. You have the ability to bring others in. You have the ability to do much greater things because you have the energy and passion and creativity of others. But that's human capital. Then you have financial capital. It comes in all forms. Financial capital is not just money. Sometimes financial capital is leverage, so you own assets, hard assets, okay? You could own gold and silver, real estate, land, these kinds of things, okay, all equate to an asset, but also a financial capital. And then you have something that's very interesting that very few people ever discuss or even know about. You have what's called psychic capital. Now, this is not the psychic hotline. This is not your ability to tell what's going to happen in the future, no. This is not Madame Gloria's crystal ball. Psychic capital simply means that when you buy something or you have something, it gives you pleasure. Well, if it gives you pleasure emotionally, that's a psychic asset. If you acquire something, whatever that may be, a car, a, a, a home, whatever that is, you get pleasure, you get emotional ties, you get all kinds of sideline things besides the financial asset. That is psychic capital. It's a unique value proposition. I'm going to talk a lot about values and beliefs as we get going, but again, those are all foundational issues. So psychic capital is very, very important. You know how it gets unbalanced, like when you're unhappy. When you're unhappy, you get financially victimized. You feel like you got scammed, you got defrauded. That's a really, really hard thing to take psychically. It really throws you off balance. So these are the three types of capital you need to know about. And these three types of capital form your assets. Now we're going to go back and discuss UINC. If you remember correctly, UINC is your family. We're not talking about your business yet. We're going to get into that later. We're going to talk about UINC in the form of being a real business. But we're talking about UINC right now in the form of your household, your family. Okay, so what assets do you have that you haven't even considered? We talked about the balance sheet. These won't go on a balance sheet, by the way. These will go on your emotional balance sheet. What do you have in UINC? Well, you've got your own intellectual property, IP. Remember we talked about filling up your vessel, becoming very, very wise, understanding things, becoming aware, reading, growing. That's your intellectual property. It's valuable. It's a tremendous asset. You have your health and your well-being. Most people take this for granted such a blessing to be grateful for that you're not in the hospital, that you don't have to go to the doctor every single day. There's so many people in our society who have poor health. It, it makes life difficult in every position if you have poor health. So your health and your well-being are tremendously positive assets. You have your family's health and well-being. 
incredible. If you have a person in your household that's sick or sickly or having disease problems, having problems with illness, you know how much that takes out of you. Again, that hurts the psychic balance in your psychic capital when you have to care for someone who's ill or you have to worry about somebody all the time. These things impact your financial life. You don't think so, but they do. Your work and your earning ability is pretty common sense. We're going to talk a lot about that. There's a lot of different ways to earn. There's a lot of different uh, definitions for work. And then another asset is this that most people don't think about at all, your social network. Those people around you. In the <clears throat> referral of a lifetime, Tim Templeton talked about an old rule that he did not create, but it was created a long time ago. Simple this, everybody knows 250 people. Simple law, but it's the law of 250 by 250. It's not the 250 that you know that counts, it's the 250 they know. If everybody knows 250 and your 250 know 250, you know 67,500 people. That's a lot of people. And even by default, if you just crossed over and said a lot of people know the same people, so we can't really do 250 by 250, it's still 25,000 people at the low end. That's what's in front of you. You have a whole network of people who you haven't even touched yet. People who can help you earn, help you grow, and help you as you help them. So let's look at the wealth side. Okay, now, there's really different types of wealth. There's monetary wealth. There's real estate. There's investments. They earn interest. There's alternatives. These are counterintuitive. Alternatives are often created like with contrarian. So sometimes alternatives are, you know, gold and silver, land, farmland, things that people don't particularly read about or see every single day. Those are alternative type investments, gas, oil, you know, uh, natural, uh, natural environment, environmental kind of things. Those are all kind of counterintuitive and they also help create wealth. Now, your assets in life should be adding value. They should be adding value to you, should be adding value to your family, they should be adding value to the people around you. Your assets should be increasing your wealth. If it's not increasing your wealth, it's not really an asset. And it should be moving you towards financial independence. Every single asset should be moving you towards financial independence if it's truly an asset. And you're the one that has to start to define those things. As you saw earlier, there's many assets you probably haven't even considered yet. So you're building a true warehouse, a storehouse of value and wealth. And everything in that storehouse is not always tied to a dollar bill or a currency. Many of those things are tied to human capital, and psychic capital, not just financial capital. So remember, your assets encompass a lot of different things. And your assets go on your balance sheet, but those will all be financial assets. Your human capital assets and your psychic assets will not be on your balance sheet. You'll have to create another balance sheet for that, which we'll discuss in the future lessons. So we've discussed now <coughs> the whys and hows of financial literacy. We've discussed your balance sheet. We know about your assets. And in our next lesson, we're getting ready to move on towards liabilities. This will be an eye-opener. I look forward to seeing you in the next lesson.